Hey, what's up? How you doing? This is Med with Shots from the Cylon coming in from Bluffton, South Carolina, and I have my fire and ice duo right now, right in front of me. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. morning. What's up, Med? I know it sounds weird for you, Patrick. We record on Wednesday nights, but uh, it's for Thursday and everything. But uh, yeah, got Patty Ice, Seth Foster in the house, and uh, we're going to be doing like an overreaction uh, episode today uh, for everybody. We're going to be talking about what happened with Alabama and Texas, uh, you know, conference, non-conference record, re- records, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on with the Power of Five conferences as far as their non-conference records go right now? It'll actually kind of surprise you how that's going. We got uh, some overreaction on week one with the NFL. Uh, we got Seth Spotlight. But first, I've uh, seen we already uh, talked about it, and it's kind of the big thing going on right now is Aaron Rodgers' injury. Uh, right now, let's just be real, he's not going to be there. And, I mean, everyone that has listened to this probably already heard this. Uh, New York Jets had a 2% chance, according to the betters, of winning the Super Bowl. It is now like a no point one. I mean, yeah. it's not oh. a big drop. I'm surprised it was that low to begin with. Yeah. Like, with Rodgers, it was only 2%? It was only 2%. Wow. And glad I didn't put money on that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, of course, he's owned my team for 15 years with being a Chicago Bears fan and everything like that. But you know, I just hate to see this happen. And you know, he's first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer. Hopefully, this is not the end of his career. Uh, I, you know, somewhat enjoy him watching him play when he's not playing against the Bears. But I mean, what y'all's ideas on it? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, I think it's bad for the league. Uh, the Jets have a really good team, and you throw Rodgers in there, they were legitimate, you know, a legitimate threat. And we saw that against the Bills the other night, even without Rodgers. So, I mean, I just like watching good quarterback play. That's what the league's all about, mm-hmm. quarterback play. And Rodgers gave them something that they can't get, you know, with Zach. Uh, God, what's his freaking last name? Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've tried it a couple of times, and, you know, they're decent with him, but. It's just going to be tough to even make the playoffs without him. Yeah, without for sure. Rogers. For sure. And, you know, the the one thing, like you touched up with Zach Wilson and everything, is I'm not a real big fan of his right now. Now, no. once he came out of BYU, a lot of people were really riding his jock strap. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he, he's, he was good in college and everything like that, but he hasn't really done anything since he's been in the pros. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like one of the big plays, uh, the – the touchdown he threw, he literally was stumbling trying to mm. get away from someone. I mean, there's people not even near him, and he seems to fall. It's like, you know, he's just sitting out there skating on ice. It's almost like he's nervous. Well, he's, yeah. Oh, there's tons of pressure. Yeah. New York, I mean, all the expectations this year, right. and all of a sudden you're the man. You thought you were going to be on the sideline just holding the clipboard. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, whenever you are a big-time college athlete, you get drafted in the pros, one, you would think you want that spotlight. Yeah, you would the, think. The brighter that spotlight is, the more money you typically make, the more fame you are, and you're kind of held up into a different le- level. You either got it or you don't. And you're don't. talking about the touchdown that Wilson made the amazing catch, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that catch was, catch. yeah that was yeah. that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to say Wilson to Wilson, but yeah. yeah. I don't think he's that bad no, as, he's not as bad. a quarterback, you know? Like, mm-hmm. He just get, get, needs to get rid of the jitters. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's just what it seems like. And their offensive line is kind of. Yeah, it's not great, not, but they do have plenty of weapons. I mean, we saw Brees Hall came back and looked great. Yeah, he did. Uh, Dalvin a did a little bad. slow, but <laughs> uh, I, mean, I thought Dalvin looked better than I expected, actually. Yeah, yeah, especially with uh, 
uh, Brees Hall when he broke off that one run, you know, last year, you know, he was, he would have probably took it to the house yeah, yeah. this year. You could tell that he definitely needs to get up into football shape because yeah. about 45, 50 yards in, he was mm-hmm. looking like I do in the 40 yeah, yard dash. I mean, how many NFL running backs do you see make runs that long these days? It's not, very common. Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a few. 99 yards. <laughs> it's pretty rare. No, it is. It is. Well, at the same time, if you really it, – it was a big victory for him because it actually showed that they could actually win without Rodgers, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. We Against a, a decent Bills team on paper. On paper. On paper. And we will be talking about a little bit about the Bills a little bit later. But right. – well, you know, I mean, the defense won that game. I mean, yeah, it's pretty oh, yeah. clear with the turnovers, the punt return. Yeah, I mean, they might not be the Ravens or the Bears defense, but they're pretty freaking good. Uh, I wouldn't even say really the Bears defense, which <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, slide into that one, too, because that, that was one of the ones that I kind of want to talk about. You know, whenever you sit there and here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> You're not going to rant, are you? <laughs> I'm going to try not to, but uh, 30 years. 30 years I have watched Hall of Fame quarterbacks come in and basically curb stomp us for pretty much better part of the last 30 years. And then you have a guy that, you know, they, for the most part, you only saw like five and outs throughout a whole preseason. I mean, didn't throw anything deeper than 15 yards, it seemed. And then he comes in there and this dude looks like fucking Peyton Manning, just throwing <laughs> dots all over the place. I mean, I'm sitting there, I was like, not again. And, you know, one of the things I will say about what I saw and everything, defense looked all right. They did what they could. Mm-hmm. Whenever you play on the short field, like the Bears were presenting to them, uh, the first half of the game, it was actually a good game. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. your offense consists of run, run, screen pass, screen pass, screen right. pass, run, run, I didn't see a single pass that went past 20 yards one time until they actually threw the one touchdown to Mooney. And that's just me being honest. And that was about 20, wasn't it? About 20-yard pass? Yes. Yeah, roughly. They, I think 19. Much. And supposedly, you know, Justin Fields has a cannon. You saw it in college. You sure haven't seen it when he's been with the Bears because no. all they want to do is just throw screens. I mean, uh. I don't know, look at the stats. I mean, they were pretty even. You know, yardage, uh, time possession, rushing, passing. I mean, they're all – Bears actually outrushed yeah. them. They actually had more time of possession – uh, yeah, it was just the two turnovers, the interception, and the fumble. Well, that and the the two big plays that uh, um, Aaron Jones. Jones actually had, and I mean they were actually screen plays too. So I mean, it's not like yeah, they made Aaron Jones look like a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Oh, dude, he, he only had forty one yards rushing. Yeah, uh, yes. but he had one hundred and like forty three receiving. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, one of the more disappointing performances. I know that crowd; you could hear some boos a few yeah. times and. They have so much hype with all the people they added in the offseason. Tremaine Edmonds, he looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, He's never been great in pass coverage, which they kind of took advantage of. But, I mean, God, the crowd was so ready for a good performance. And you just felt like, you know, they added well, DJ Moore, you know, mm-hmm. added some offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And what DJ Moore got, what, two catches for like 25 yards or something? Yeah, and it was all in one drive. And, I mean, it just – as far as the offensive goes, I mean, they just need to be a little more aggressive. And now, don't overreact, though. I wasn't one of, I've, well, when we discussed like predictions a few weeks ago and everything, I straight up said that I could see the Bears winning six to seven games. That's just being 
totally realistic about what they did and everything. Brand new offense, you know, a whole bunch of brand new players and everything. Preseason's pretty good, but you don't see anybody really playing as far as your starters go in the preseason anymore. You had four games, you cut it down to three. So now you have a whole lot less time to actually evaluate the players right. that are actually your special team or your backups, your depth. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like it at all either. I mean, I feel like at least you know, you get you get four games, okay? Throw your starters in the last two games. Yeah, let them break some rust off. Yeah, let them do I mean, let them do something at least, you know, and and the Jets did that in the last game. They let all their starters play like yeah, the first right. quarter and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we saw that rust with teams like the Bengals, you know, just Yeah, oh yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. It's like they haven't played in years. That was yeah. horrible. One bright spot, though, I really like Rashawn Johnson, and I picked him up on waivers in fantasy. <laughs> but uh, I really liked the way he ran. He also caught three or four passes. Mm-hmm. You know, he just looked like a NFL back size and everything. Yeah, and I mean, as far as like the uh, the whole makeup, as far as you know, why they actually bumped it down to uh, having three pre preseason games, it's because they were simply like, you know, show me the money and. Yeah. I don't have a problem with three games. Just play your starters and yeah. Yeah, one or two for, of them. Yeah, yeah let them yeah. chip off a little rust. I mean, the season is long, but the off season is longer, and at least it feels that way. Yeah. Uh, as far as like uh, another big game that we brought up in the lead off and everything, Alabama versus Texas. Y'all both probably watched the game for the most part, yeah. and uh, Quinn Ewers looks like he could. Uh, he would probably be a very high draft pick if he could go next year. He went 24 for 38, 349 yards, and three touchdowns. He yeah. basically tore up our defense. And our defense actually did very good. It's yeah, just that, did. you know, they were on the field the whole game. The, yes, they were. And uh, Milrow, for the most part, did okay in my eyes. Uh, he threw for two touchdowns. I really should have thrown for three interceptions instead of just two, but it was just really just three passes that he really messed up on. Mm-hmm. And he too is also a, a sophomore this year. So mm-hmm. you had two sophomores going at it. And I mean, as far as y'all's ideas on some of this stuff, before I point out what I noticed, uh, what do y'all got? I mean, I, I watched most of the game. Um, Alabama is the better team. Honestly, they are the better team. They should have won especially at home. I don't see how you can give up that game like that. They're just, I know that the better team, Mm -hmm. they didn't come to play at all. Yeah. I feel like Alabama probably has the better roster, but when you watch that game, I didn't see a huge difference in talent. I felt like Texas was like man for man, as talented as them, you know, the defensive offensive lines, usually the Alabama you're used to that offensive line, just knocking the defense off the ball five yards of carry in Texas. I mean, they had some dudes on the defensive line. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they've had a good they, defensive line for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, Texas obviously is going to get talent, but, you know, it, it just, to me, you don't see Alabama's talent just jumping off the screen like it used to. Yeah. It's just monsters getting to the quarterback. Uh, you know, defensive backs, first rounder after first rounder, didn't get, didn't used to get toasted the way they have the last couple of years. I don't know if that's more coaching or if it's, you know, the players are bringing in, but I don't know. I mean, I felt like Texas led, I could be wrong, but I felt like Texas led almost the entirety well, of that game. No, that, as far as like the stats go, they dominated every stat. Yeah. Like, they didn't get the lead. Alabama didn't get lead to like the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. 
uh, well, third quarter, and then they gave it up uh, right, it immediately. Just, yeah. And on that, after that, I've watched Ewers in several games, and it seems like for some, some reason he plays his best against Alabama. Yeah, I guess he it wishes he could play them every game. Games. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, th- there are some things that I actually n- noticed on a lot of different things, as far as you know, besides Texas dominating statistically, pretty much every aspect, yards. Time of possession. I mean, quarterback play was better. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I noticed was that there was a lot of issues with it because they have an inexperienced O line as far as Alabama is concerned. There mm-hmm. was two touchdowns that was called back because mm-hmm. of miscues on Alabama and legal man downfield, and you also had holding. Those are both to Burton, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. freak you, Burton. <laughs> hey, we don't good. like you over here. He looked pretty good in that game. <laughs> Pat's a Georgia fan. Uh, but McConaughey looked great on the sideline. I thought yeah. McConaughey did a great job. I mean, he was great doing a, he was doing awesome yelling. He you always know, looks good. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things, both of the interceptions that Mill did throw was he was basically just staring down yeah, and burning like hardcore. Yeah, bad, two bad picks. Yeah. Uh, he throws a nice deep ball, though. Yes. Yeah, and I mean the game was actually very close until that second interception. I think that was the backbreaker. But you know, kind of what you were saying with Burden and everything. What? What about those uh, Georgia transfers that kind of showed up in that whole game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the best two receivers that night were both Georgia receivers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Worthy really didn't have a great game for Texas, even though he's the better better receiver for Texas. Uh, he just I don't know who was covering him, but it just didn't seem like he had his usual game. And uh, actually, uh, Pat and I bumped into each other the following day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bet you did. Yeah, I mean, we we live right across the street from each other. But um, you know, of course, he came over smiling, yeah, and I right. came over fuming. But <laughs> but as uh, one thing we actually pointed out is, you know, you brought it up a little bit as far as the coaching and everything mm-hmm. like that. It really just what didn't really feel like it was there like it used to be with Nick Saban. Now I'm not saying that he is. You know, like I've seen the memes where people are calling for Deion Sanders to come play at Alabama or Clemson and all that. And I'll be real. I don't really want that right now. No. That's that's a little much. But it just didn't feel like the fire was there like it was four or five years ago. No. And, you know, no. whenever whenever they, you know, even if back when we were doing our title runs every year and everything like that, even if you were doing perfect, it wasn't good enough. And you'd see him basically just chew some kid's ass out right there on the sideline. Like, why ain't you blocking this way? Why ain't you blocking that way? I mean, there was 10 penalties for Alabama in this game. And a good bit of them, it neglected two touchdowns. And you're talking a different game. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it, to me, it's just like, is he just kind of calming down in this tender old age of 70 years old? I mean, what do y'all think? Those Aflac commercials, it's getting soft. <laughs> it's taking a lot out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, what can you do with it? What can you do with an, an experienced line? You know, I mean, you can yell at them all you want, but that's not going to give them experience. You know, it's not. It, They'll put the fear of God in them. It, it can, but I mean, I feel like these young kids are just going to make it worse. Yeah. The generation now is is not the same generation as. Oh, Charmin you know, Soft. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, I I don't know. I I see it that way. I don't know how you see it, Seth. I mean, I think some of it is his age. You know, some of it's just 
He's tired. Even though he never admitted it, complacency, you know, you've won it how many times? Six times? Yeah. Seven times? Counting LSU? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, but um, we always talk about the coaching turnover. You know, once again, you've got two new coordinators, one very young in Reese, who's only been a coordinator, I think, maybe a couple years at the most. And then Kevin Steele, who's really old. Um, you know, he he's had a few good years at some teams, but he's also had a few bad years, like with Clemson. Uh, when they got waxed by West Virginia several years ago. Right. So, you know, I don't think you have – obviously, when they lost Kirby Smart, that was a big hit to Saban. It was mm-hmm. a gigantic hit. Huge uh, hit. And just some of those assist, assistant coaches, I mean, they well, just Well, half had, of them are head coaches in the SEC now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you even had guys that were just not even supposedly getting paid that were just interns that used to be head coaches. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. But at the same time, it's not a conference loss. You still have all your goals in front of you. Everything's mm-hmm. still – you know, there for you. So I they still not, win the West. Uh, I think they can still win the West. I mean, it's possible. You know, we were talking about Texas A&M a week ago, looking really good. And now everybody's crapping on them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have LSU, but I mean, besides LSU, who else is there? That's a real threat in the West. True. I mean, we'll find out this week uh, later on when we discuss uh, some key games. That well, that's next week. Actually, no, I mean, but, if Milrow keeps growing, I mean, just a second game, if he keeps getting better and better. I don't see any reason. Limit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know another thing that you really want to talk about was you look at the transfers and the way that I look at it is you know this is college football as a whole because of the NIL deals and stuff like that. Uh, it used to be SEC is king, and mm-hmm. now you have a much more level playing field. Mm-hmm. You have you know, and basically to just segue into what we were you know we we're discussing with the lead off is your conference records right now and your non conference opponents uh, right now. The Pac-12 is carrying a 20-3 and non-conference record. I mean, and it's just kind of crazy that they're, like, pretty much the top dog statistically right now because we are all, we all know what's going to happen at any year. They're just not going to be in it there anymore. Mm. It's uh, a damn shame. Yeah. It's a good and, conference. And hopefully they, they are able to actually resurrect it, but I'm going to just go real quick through the other uh, – con- uh, Power five conference records that are non-conference. I did not include any conference games in these records, and I just wanted to see what y'all's input is on it. The SEC has tw- is twenty three and six right now. Mm-hmm. The ACC is eighteen and six. Big Ten is eighteen and five, and Big Twelve surprisingly is uh, twenty and eight. Wow. I guess not really surprising. I mean, they they got like Baylor in there and stuff like that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Well, yeah. what y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, there's just a lot of good teams. Like, I mean, the money just bringing everybody in mm-hmm. anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the portal clearly has had a huge effect. I mean, you've got, you know, guys like Bo Nix going out to the Pac 12, mm-hmm. you know, just guys that used to be stars in the SEC. Uh, I mean, I think before I went to bed on Saturday night, they were 17 and one. And then I know Cal lost to Auburn in an ugly, horrendous game. A very game. ugly game. I had to turn it off. I said, I can't and watch I this think, no more. I think if I'm not wrong, Arizona lost to Mississippi State in a close game. But, yeah, I mean, ACC has been tearing up the SEC so far. Yeah. <laughs> like three or four and one against us. Four and one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as proud as we are as SEC fans, it's like everyone caught up. up. Yeah. I everyone mean, caught up. I mean, I think you still have the elite like Georgia and Alabama that would not lose to a single ACC team. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I could say that with Georgia. I'm not so sure about <laughs> Alabama right now. But when you look at the rest of the SEC, though, I think any of those teams could get knocked off at any time by Florida State or Clemson or, you know, whoever. 
so yeah, the, the talent is just spread so wide and with the portal, you know, teams are just catching up quick. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fun though, to me, I mean, I, it, I makes, like it. it makes for more competitive games. Right. Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, I, I've always enjoyed it. That's one of the reasons why I'm really big on the NFL is because of the parity that you had in the NFL. And we were talking briefly with my nephew, Devin up in Tennessee and he sent a little thing where it actually has, and I kind of was like, okay, this is huge overreaction right now, where it had Michigan, Colorado, uh, what were the other two teams? Tennessee. Oh, that was ridiculous. Tennessee and, and uh, Texas. Not Texas. It was another uh, one that I think that we picked. I think Michigan, I Florida State, Tennessee, and Colorado. Oh, yeah, Colorado. Florida State. Yeah. Okay. And I could see Florida State and Michigan. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, a Tennessee fan oh, must have made this because 100%. some of the stuff on those sides is <laughs> yeah, not even worth looking at. But um, as far as like, I don't know, uh, that'll be one of the questions that we touch up on with Colorado. But, you know, looking at these records and seeing what you see in it, I mean, stats, we are all big about stats. You know, stats is kind of truth. And uh, doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. it, it's just it kind of just makes you sit there and like recollect what has happened in the last you know since really 2008. It's been pretty much the SEC winning pretty much championship after championship. I think yeah. there's only like Except three Clemson, Clemson, and Ohio yeah. State are the only other schools that have won outside of the SEC. It's pretty crazy, and it, it's just unreal. And a lot of people, you know, have talked about possibly at one point getting Clemson or Florida State over. And I'm for it. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, one thing I'll add is the quarterback play. I don't feel like the SEC, you know, lost a ton of studs last year at quarterback. And this year, you look at it and you got Spencer Rattler, Jackson Dart. Um, You know, not a real Larry. Yeah. I mean, Larry's been okay. Uh, we don't know yet about Georgia's quarterback, uh, but yes, you know Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee obviously took a, a big step back at quarterback. So I think the other conferences have got some really good quarterback play, like Hartman at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. obviously Bo Nix over at Oregon. You know, yours at Texas, uh, ukulele over there in uh, Travis Oregon State, at, yeah. at Florida State. I mean, it's just the quarterback play is just so good right now in these other conferences. So yeah. I think that's one area the SEC is a little bit lacking this year. Well, and then, like you just said, they're young. I yeah, mean, yeah. Ewers, who will be over in the SEC next year, uh, you know, he's only a sophomore. And he'll he be played like there. a senior. I, I'm positive he'll be gone to the NFL. I think, that, I think this is his fourth year, a COVID year and a redshirt year. Oh, shit. Well, so. he possibly could be. If he keeps playing like that, he'll be gone. Uh, he, he played out of his mind. I give him that. And uh, also, one other stat that was, uh, as far as going back to the Alabama game, there was 19 quarterback pressures. Wow. They kept talking about the weights of those offensive linemen. I don't know how many times they mentioned that, like 360, 340. And it's like, they still got a quarterback. Well, they were were running like a sack of potatoes, I can tell you that right now. Or jumping off line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or running down the field like their receiver. But, you know, Okay, well, we're going to get off the leadoff. We'll be back with a six-pack, and we'll talk to you there. And we're back. So uh, we're going to be doing an overreacting six-pack on this one today. It's a little bit of college, a little bit of NFL. And uh, so, first of all, starting off, number one. It helps if I actually turn up the volume on that. Y'all going to hear it again. 
number one. There it is. Refreshing. Mm, so good. Almost like someone going clank, clank across from me. <laughs> number one. <laughs> nice. Is it time for college football world to take Colorado as a serious contenders for the Pac-12 title? Oh, man. I didn't think that was going to be your, your number one. I didn't at all. I didn't. Um, I don't think. There are three other good teams there. Yeah. You're looking at USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah. I didn't even think about Washington. I mean, yeah. four good teams. Mm-hmm. It's hard because Colorado has not played a good defense mm-hmm. at all. Nebraska is not a good defense. They lost to Minnesota the week before. Mm-hmm. Who loses to Minnesota? <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not a good team. Yeah, they're in a complete rebuild. No, yeah, it's just I like I like Colorado. I like what Deion Sanders is doing. They I like have, the energy. You know, it's it's great. But I just I. I can't put them in a Pac-12 championship right now. I can't. Maybe when they, you know, do something against Oregon in a couple weeks. But uh, I mean, that's exactly it. what I was going to say. In two weeks, we'll find out a lot about yeah Colorado. I mean, right now, I'm still not fully on board uh, with them being to that level. But they're fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, they are. Oh, no, they're very fun to watch. Sanders mm-hmm. has been so much better than I ever expected. Not Coach Sanders, but quarterback Sanders. Uh, wide receiver, loaded at wide receiver. Running mm-hmm. game kind of struggled against Nebraska. It struggled which, against TCU. Yeah, I mean, you can't outscore everybody. Eventually, there's going to no. be a good defense mm-hmm. that's going to slow you down. And, you know, I think Oregon has a pretty solid defense. And I, the, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they went 4-0 and then lost all the major games after that. If they beat Oregon because of the hype, because of everything, mm-hmm. and then just crap against USC and all the other decent teams after that. Well, to be, I mean, also at the same time, when we talked about like some of the over-unders as far as games win and everything, that's a good point. You know, it was 3.5. Mm-hmm. But I'm not even sure you don't have to wait till Oregon plays them because typically whenever Colorado State comes oh, up, yeah, they, give there, them a hard time. they give them a hard time. I mean, it's a pretty even I mean, I know that there's a ton of transfers and stuff that Prime brought with them, mm-hmm. but I would not be surprised if Colorado State actually gives them a run for their money this week. Uh, it's possible. Colorado State. I mean, it ain't down. Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but I don't know. It's a complete different team. Yeah. Complete different team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're the expectations obviously have shot through the roof after these first two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think they're looking at possibly a 500 record. Which would be great yeah. in your first yep. season after going what one and eleven last year. Yeah. Yep, I mean I think that would be amazing to do first that kind year of job. in FBS. So, so okay. Well, we'll go on to number two. There it is. So, with Gwen Ewers breaking out in Tuscaloosa this past weekend, what does that mean for the highly touted Arch Manning? Oh, I mean, you're going to sit a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't really expect Arch to play that much this year anyway. I know yeah. they always act like these stud freshman quarterbacks are going to mm-hmm. come in and just steal the job, and it very rarely happens. Um, you know, I, I think yours, I don't think he's Heisman material, but I think he obviously plays well against Alabama. Uh, but I think he's an NFL quarterback, and 
as long as he stays healthy, you know, he's going to be, he's going to start every game this year. I don't expect Arch to play that much unless it's mop up duty. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think like I talked about, I think yours will jump to NFL next year and then Arch will come in and lead them into the SEC start in 2024. But I mean, I don't think Arch is a slam dunk. I think because of his name, everybody just assumes yeah. this guy's going to be a Heisman winner. But there's just so many good quarterbacks out there. Does he have the title of second string? I don't even know if he has the official third, title. I think he's third string. Yeah, because he has uh, Malik Murphy Malik, in front of yeah, him. Yeah, he's the second. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it really changes anything for Arch. I didn't expect him to play much this year, nope. and I think next year he'll be fighting for the job in spring. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even. He wouldn't be second string for me. Not based on his spring game. I don't know how he is in practice every day, but his spring yeah, game was horrible. Just, yeah. I'm just trying to think of freshmen that have just come in and just taken the job right away. Yeah. And there's had, hasn't been many. No. No. Yeah, I was going to say the only two that really pop out of my mind right now, of course, was Johnny Manziel and Michael Vick. Mm -hmm. And Manziel was a red shirt. Yeah. And so, Vick oh, was man. too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Williams came in, what, halfway through the season and took it from mm -hmm. uh, Rattler. Yeah. But yeah, there aren't many. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. He played for Oklahoma. And the only other thing, uh, as far as like Arch Manning goes, I mean, me personally, you know, depending on what happens to Quinn Ewers, like you said, he could jump to the NFL, but could that also mean that if he stays that extra year or something with Arch Manning because of the NIL and everything, and the fact that you can transfer pretty much anywhere you want yeah. at any time, would you see him moving? Mm. I don't. Because there's two other schools known as Alabama and Georgia that were highly involved with his recruiting. I don't. Before Texas took him, we're not going to take him. I, no, I mean, I can almost no, guarantee no, that. Not not with Dylan Riola coming in next year. Yeah, I mean, let's say we get to his third year and he gets beat out by somebody, then I can see him yeah. jumping, but not next year. What about Tennessee? You think you'd put uh, the pressure on? I want to leave you. <laughs> I don't see him leaving Texas. I mean, maybe going back to Ole Miss where his dad played or something. But yeah, I, he was he a. I mean, I can't even remember. It was a Cooper couple was years a ago. No, but yeah, but like, was Arch Manning like a top 10 quarterback in the country? Yep. Oh, yeah. Was he number one? I don't yeah. know if he was number one, but he, he was, was number two or three this year. But I mean, he's always had that strong following, and everyone kind of yeah. took notice of him. Not only be, well, a lot because of his name. Yeah, that's but, that's the only reason I've I've heard of him is is because of his name. And but, Georgia obviously wanted to get him. But I mean, I don't have any stats, and I kind of wish that I did bring up stats you know mm -hmm. with what he was able to do in high school but he was legit yeah like, for sure but, I mean, I don't, for a private school i don't yeah, usually for, okay for a private school there's usually what five to eight five-star quarterbacks every recruiting cycle mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah, yeah they're just all a toss-up some sites have this guy right. number one some sites have this guy number one yeah but yeah i mean i think next year he'll fight for the starting job and go from there yep. i don't know have you guys seen malik murphy i've seen him a little bit he's six five yeah. Oh God, six five, and it has pretty good mobility. Yeah, he doesn't have to really look over the offensive line <laughs> no. that hard. He's huge. He's not like a Brees Hall and Drew Brees who are tippy toeing as they throw. So I mean, <laughs> you know, it's all good though. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and head on over to the NFL with number three. Need to fix that button. So, this past Thursday, of course, was a shock around the world. Detroit Lions beat uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people really didn't see it coming. Well, none of us did. Mm -mm. All three of us uh, blew that prediction. Yep. But that being said, with Thursday's offensive uh, performance, should the Kansas City be worried about the receiving core? 
So, um, yes, <laughs> I'm not worried about the Chiefs. I'm not worried about Chiefs. I'm not worried about their receiving core either. Mm. Tony is is he played the worst game I think any receiver has ever played. Mm-hmm. You you drop a game winning touchdown, uh, but. When you drop a pass, when another guy is running in front of you, and you're like, I dropped it because he was running in front of you. Dude, you're a professional. Yeah, you no, should no. can make that catch. He, I could have made that catch. I mean, you got Rice. Mm-hmm. You got you know Valdez, Scantling, which mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes should have just kept feeding him because he was the only one catching the ball. And, keep going. Scott but, Moore didn't have a good game. No, he didn't. And they, he got targeted, what, like four times? Yeah, not many. And he was in the game just basically the whole game. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Travis Kelsey back this week. This week, yeah. That's and, the big thing. I mean, that's going to open up so much more for oh, the yeah, receivers for sure. It takes so much more attention away from from the receivers. They have to focus on Kelsey, and you know, you're not going to have a superstar like Tyree Kill, but I think you'll no. have basically like last year a bunch of guys that are serviceable. I think I think Rice can be that Tyree Kill. I think he's Rice not is, as fast, he's promising, but for sure. I think better than everyone else. Yeah, I, I think um, you know losing Tyreek obviously is, is gigantic, um, and they they wanted Sky Moore to be in that position, but I, I don't know if you're Sky Moore doesn't get the targets for it. You're not going to replace Tyreek Hill. No, you can't. Yeah, I mean he's by far the most explosive player, probably maybe not at all time. Because I saw a little thing where someone said that he was more explosive than Jerry Rice. I'm going to tell you straight right now, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> but uh, you just, still won a Super Bowl without him. Very true. Yeah. And I mean, you look you look at Jerry Rice's stats, you're not going to break them. <laughs> um, Larry Fitzgerald, I think, just saying yards, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, Rice, when I say explosive, I think they're talking about the deep shot big, big aspect yeah. of this game. Well, I mean, he's got Tua who can't fling it as far as Mahomes, but at least he can drop it in deep, uh, probably a good 40 yards down the field, hit him in stride. But Travis Kelsey, I mean, of course, like y'all just said, he may, he adds that extra dynamic feature to what they have there. A lot of people are, you know, they're, they're really busting on uh, the receiving core and everything like that. And, you know, that was what the main question was. But also at a lot of times, a lot of people don't think about the offensive line. They lost both their offensive tackles in the mm-hmm. offseason. I mean, you're not talking about scrubs either. These two were <laughs> they were, good. They were all pros, you know, Pro Bowl caliber at least. And, you know, they're in Washington. They're in Cincinnati now. And you brought in uh, Jawan Taylor, who was sitting over there looking like he was about to do a can-can dance the whole time. I don't time know how many times we watched him jump off sides. I wanted to yell at the TV. <laughs> like, bro, what are you doing? They like, finally, <laughs> finally called it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, I mean, you look at what Aiden Hutchinson was doing to him. I mean, he was oh, just yeah. <laughs> beating him like a redheaded stepchild. I believe really do. Yeah, but, he didn't hit Mahomes that much, but he was just all around him. Yeah, all yeah. And, you know, one of the things I also noticed, and I don't know if y'all, maybe y'all both noticed it too, they didn't really run the ball that much. No, they didn't. And, I mean, you got Pachinko, who actually exploded on the scene last year. I was kind of surprised he didn't start. They had. I mean, why why even run Edwards Hilaire out there? I mean, you know what he's going to give you. Yeah. He's their quote unquote power back. (laughs) I think Pacheco runs harder than him. Yeah, I like like him. I like Pacheco. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Detroit did a, a hell of a job. Uh, you know, contain their offense they and everything did. like that. I mean, basically, they'd look for the big, the deep throw. And I, th- I think Detroit, 
I mean, this might be crazy, but I think Detroit top to bottom might have the better roster. They obviously don't have Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. or Travis Kelsey, but you know, just you look at the drafts they've had the last three or four years, it's just loaded with young talent. And that defense. I mean, that mm-hmm. defense. A really good defense. It, uh, you had some turnover I mean, at corner, but they played okay. It held up pretty well. But they got sudden. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they uh, Gardner Johnson from the Super Bowl. I mean, Gardner Johnson's point, always solid. Yeah, always talking trash out there. Yeah, he got into it with Pachinko again. Yeah. He was like, "You remember when I lit you up twice in a row <laughs> during the Super Bowl?" And he's like, "Yeah." yeah. I, mean, I mean, long story short, the receivers will be fine now that Kelsey's going to be back, and yeah. he's got the mustache now. So I mean, yeah. that's good for another four catches yeah. a game. Yeah, no shave November. <laughs> But, uh, and they get Chris Jones back this this, uh, mm-hmm. this yeah. week. So that'll help out their defense, which, in all honesty, as far as that goes, their defense played pretty good. Yeah, I thought um, their defensive line did I, pretty good. I like Nick Bolton, uh, their mm-hmm. middle linebacker. I mean, yeah. I love him. and He was all over the ball. But, yeah, uh, it, it was a good game, kind of eye-opening. But, you know, as far as their receiving court, you know, if, if you have a great player like Kelsey out, you need to step up. Yeah. And yeah. that's just – what it is i mean I mean, if tony has another game like that he'll be cut I for mean, sure you, just, yeah. you can have one like that just like a kicker but that's that's it yeah you're just gonna be fielding punts then going on to number four which performance in week one made you take notice in the nfl and if you want you can name two. Ooh, yeah. really yeah <laughs> you want to go first about it um I didn't really uh, get to watch too much NFL this week, but I did notice that my Buccaneers weren't that bad. Um, I told you. Yeah. yeah. Before, I yeah, before I, you know, I, I would have put money on it that they were going to go under 500. Uh, now, I mean, I feel a little bit better uh, just seeing how Baker Mayfield plays, but apparently when he's mad, he comes to play. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the Vikings kind of pushed his buttons. So yeah. I wish he played like that every single game. Mm-hmm. All we'll you see. have to say is you can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our defense was kind of, I mean, they were good. They were, they were decent. We got a, you know, a couple young guys and it just, I liked it. So just to talk about your uh, bucks for a second, yeah. the, the first four picks, a lot of critics talked about it, that you had pretty much almost instant starters with the four picks this past draft. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah, so y'all, y'all's good. future looks yeah, pretty no, it's, bright. It's good. You know, other than the Mike it's Evans good. thing going on, uh, yeah. y'all look straight. Oh man, that that kills me, man. We got we got to pay him. I don't care how old he is. He's he's a Bucks legend, Hall of Famer. Hmm. I want to. I mean, I want to go with yeah. He's got a Super Bowl, which I know that doesn't mean like you're you're in the Hall of Fame, but I feel like he's borderline one of those guys that mm-hmm. every year it's talked about, and you know it takes a while for him to get in. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he did get in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with two because, I mean, really, I could probably pick three or four. Right. But first of all, Green Bay, which we already talked about, Jordan Love, that defense looked better than I expected. Uh, you know, they obviously Jordan. were missing Christian Watson, yeah. Watson, but the receivers still looked pretty good. And Aaron Jones looked like he was 25 again out there. You know, had Running a great game. over my defense? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running in the tunnel holding his hamstring. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I mean, he did do that at twenty five. I don't think the Packers are ready for a playoff run or anything, but better than I expected coming off of yeah. you know losing Aaron Rodgers, turning it over to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, you know, it, the opposite of being impressed, the Giants. I mean, 
Here we come. <laughs> it just amazes me that you can toss me a grapefruit. <laughs> be a playoff team. You open the season at home. You have a huge contract to Daniel Jones. Uh-huh. A lot of hype. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you just fall flat on your freaking face. It just can I, I say I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I know I picked them in this game, which is embarrassing. But yeah, you know, I never ever expected them to get totally dominated in every yeah. aspect of the game like that. That was bad. And I, I watched maybe 15 minutes of that game. I was like, it's done. I mean, they just had no hope. So I mean that that's kind of like the best and the worst of my weekend. You know, there were obviously a couple other ones. Seattle was hugely disappointing because I thought mm-hmm. they. That um, was kind of shocking what L.A. did to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, L.A. really dominated them in the second half. I mean, stats weren't even close. Yeah. So, no, that even though they were my dark horse pick, yeah. I got to say, like, big thumbs down to Seattle for the weekend. And at home, which Seattle yeah. usually plays really well at home. Now, with your first pick with Green Bay, do you think they look so good because the Bears were just so inexperienced as a, as a new team? Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of new – Parts on that team, you know, a lot of new linebackers. I mean, obviously, new defensive linemen. I mean, some of it's who you're playing, but I don't think the Bears are a really bad team. I just think Green Bay was better than we thought. I mean, it's just one game, so yeah. who knows what we're going to get. But yeah. with Watson coming back next weekend, that adds to the receiving core. Hopefully. I don't think Jordan Love's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback, but I think he looks serviceable. With me, uh, basically, the the – the very first game was actually kind of a, a a performance that I would say is a take notice. You know, I kind of blew it up whenever we were talking about our predictions and everything. And I always told people, I was like, you know, the Detroit defense is vastly improved over what it was last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, every Detroit Lions game, it was a shootout. It had to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not just their defense, but Jared Goff actually played like a, a really good quarterback in, in a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, he didn't do that. I think at one point we talked about it, 22 touchdowns to, at home, two touchdowns away. I still don't love his arm. Uh, I feel like he can't make a lot of passes, but yeah, he did play well. I like Gibbs a lot. They didn't give him a ton of carries, but oh, I could see some explosion you know, mm-hmm. it's coming. And then Montgomery looked like a new man behind yeah, that did. offensive line. Uh, it shows you if you have a good offensive line. They invest in how much more you can get out of a running back. Yeah, like Gibbs. And, you know, another uh, another one, I mean, because I really pay attention to what goes on in the NFC North. I, I mean, I could sit here and I could say the Dallas defense and, you know, say I told you so about Daniel Jones. And I, I told you so. <laughs> but, you know – Unfortunately, uh, Jordan Love looks like, you know, as far as this game goes, we'll see what he does in the future and everything, but he made all the right reads. Uh, There's no scrubs on that Bears defense. In fact, they invested a lot of money in that Bears defense, invested a lot of picks in that Bears defense. Bears defense did a really good job. It's just that when there was a right decision for Jordan Love to make, he made it. And, you know, rather it was a a game of screens is how I would actually call it from what my little rant I had earlier today. Uh, He he went out there and proved that he can lead that team to a victory. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people were really wondering going into this preseason because of all the inexperience he had as far as an NFL player leading up into the season. Right. So, 
you know, one of the things uh, we kind of talked about before we discussed who we saw in the playoffs, I said the Packers are actually one of the teams that I was on the fence with, with that seventh seed with Washington. And, I mean, Sam Howell played a good game, too. Mm, I'm going to have to go check the tape on that. You called up? <laughs> well, <laughs> but. I thought you had the Packers finishing last in the division. No, not, not this time. I, I think the Vikings will. Okay. But, you know, if the Bears. Now. Yeah. If the Bears. <laughs> I had winning. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they played a horrible game. Yeah. I mean, we could also mention the Bengals as being hugely disappointing. You know, the Browns just totally. Just whacked Shut them, them down. <laughs> I mean, that defense. That the Browns have. I mean, we yeah. we knew it was going to be pretty decent. Did Burrow even have 100 yards passing? Like maybe barely 100 yards? 82. Yeah. I mean, they, they finally have somebody to on the other side of Miles Garrett. Oh, Rockbo? Yeah. Or uh, I thought it was uh, Zedarius Smith. They did bring in Zedarius oh, Smith. They did bring yeah. in Zedarius. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, he's. They both had what six sacks? Or well, that and they also had a guy that can stuff the run up the middle. Yeah, Evan Tomlinson. Yeah, I mean Thornhill in the back. I mean mm-hmm. they they put a lot of money on their defense too. I yeah. mean it wasn't like they you know, but I mean they had a lot of bad years. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know to, to build up to this. They're due. So, yeah, they're definitely yeah, they due. They are. Yeah, Watson looked okay, not great, uh, but okay. I didn't like. I didn't. I don't know. I I didn't like Watson's game at all. I saw highlights of just the ball hitting the ground like multiple times. <laughs> well, he's not the all pro that we remember from three, four years ago. No. I mean, if they can just get improved quarterback play or massages near the, yeah. <laughs> near the ball. yeah, it makes me wonder if him and Robert Kraft go to the same place. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So going on to number five. <laughs> We switched it up because we already touched up on Rodgers, but as far as overreaction goes, what is your ideas on uh, – kind of talked a little bit about just now, uh, Burrow. Oh, and uh, too early. Sorry. Yeah, and his uh, offense. Jesus, Seth. Sorry about that. You go first. Saying you want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't wait. Sorry. Uh, Chubbin. Yeah, Literally. I mean, I didn't watch much of that game. I didn't have it to watch, but I just watched a little bit. Of the highlights. You didn't miss much. Yeah. I mean, it just from Chase to Burrow to Mixon you know, to Higgins, just everybody had a bad game. And we talked about how they didn't play really any in the preseason. Obviously, Burrow was the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it just it showed the rust. I don't expect that to last into this week. You know, I think they're still a solid team, a playoff team. So I think they'll bounce back. But yeah, you got to be a little bit worried that you can look that bad. Game one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, with Burroughs being the choke of the weekend, yeah. either him or you know the Steelers' defense, <clears throat> or offense, excuse me, um, it's, it's too soon. Um, but also, how do you become like the highest paid and then benched in the game? Bad timing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's one of those games. There's no point in keeping playing. Might as well no, take it off. Yeah, which I, I understand that, but also like, how, how? I mean, you only miss a month. You don't throw a ball for a month, and it's I that mean, bad. Maybe you was just sitting there chilling on the golf cart the whole time, watching <laughs> his teammates play. <laughs> it's just it's hard. 
you know, is almost still are, tired from signing that contract. Yeah, they're still a really young team. I mean, Chase uh, Burrow, uh, Higgins is still pretty young. You yeah. know, you read all these press clippings about how you're like second best team in the mm-hmm. AFC, yeah. and you get these huge contracts. You know, it's just you got to be hungry. Is you know, T. Higgins coming back next season? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think, that I don't think you have enough money. I don't think so either. Because no. you still have Chase. You need to throw that money at him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're picking. When they, uh, when they went with Burrow, they picked up Higgins in that same draft. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> it's too soon. I agree yeah. with you on that. I'm not worried about you know Chase or, or Higgins having a bad game. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like. They dropped the ball like Tony did. You know, he, they got to get the ball to, right. to have well, a good like game. Eight completed passes by yeah. Burrow, I think. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was bad. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. I mean, I saw it on my fancy cast. Yeah. Well, they I mean, lost, the, they lost it, Jesse it Bates. Bad. I mean, that, yeah. that's the real yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the horseshoe. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think they'll bounce back. I think they will, too. They just need time. Yeah, three or four games. And that's, that's about right. I could see three games, and Burrow would probably be – Back to normal. I'm pretty sure that if there was anyone that was extremely disappointed in Burrow besides his parents that day, <laughs> would be probably <laughs> and Cincinnati. Like, I mean, they you go pretty. And hey, those checks still cash. Uh, no they still cash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's crying all the way to the bank, but yeah. I mean, it's just. It is what it is. I mean, he didn't, like you said, he didn't play a single snap in the preseason. He never really got a chance to really kind of gel with his teammates. He probably had maybe two practices, if that, uh, to get ready for this game. And really and truthfully, I kind of agree with Pat. You should have probably just left him on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just let him sit this one game, maybe two. Let him break off that rust from the offseason. You Mm -hmm. know, like we said, his arm was tired from signing that contract. And. You know, I just think we've never seen Joe Burrow not play well. You know, going back to his LSU days, mm-hmm, it's like yeah. you're so used to seeing him just methodically Dominate. carve up a defense. Yeah, that was bad. So, but it was know. raining, wasn't it? No, it, it was a raining. bright sunny day. You oh, could see man. every ball go past his receivers. Oh goodness! And I remember that sitting makes it there. Worse. It was like I was watching the fantasy cast because I was watching the and I mean. Uh, another performance I would say that I was actually impressed with was Anthony Richardson. He did really well. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I meant to say that, but, you know, yeah, good job, well. Anthony. No, yeah. No. Nobody expected that for sure. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I, it was like deep pass or immediate route to Higgins incomplete. I mean, it literally, I was just sitting there like, God knows, please don't kill me. But thankfully, I had to Dallas to Cowboys defense. No, thank so. God I didn't drop any Bengals this year. <laughs> yeah. See, you lucked out. <sighs> Traded away. Traded away. <laughs> just like uh, all the draft picks the Cleveland Browns did. So we're going on to number six. So one thing we, well, I was the only one that picked the Jets, but it's all. Yeah. yeah uh, it was. No one really saw it. Uh, what was going to happen with Buffalo this weekend. And there was actually a stat that popped up in 80, uh, 78 career games in the NFL since Josh Allen's been here. He has committed 84 turnovers. Yeah. I saw that earlier today, actually. Yeah. And bad. Uh, as far as like, it, it was just crazy. No one really saw what was going to happen. We thought it would be a lot more higher scoring game than what it was. Of course, you know, there and Rogers thing and everything like that. Uh, but, Buffalo's performance against the Jets justified the critics' expectations of them collapsing this year. I don't think so. I think the Buffaloes will be just fine. 
Um, it, I mean, it just goes to show you need to do more in the off season. If you want to get better, you, know, you can't be complacent with what you got. What, yeah. With what you got. I mean, you, if you can't make the Super Bowl, you have to get better. Mm-hmm. You have to add more talent. I don't know how much money you have. Maybe Not you don't much. have any, but, <laughs> but do something. They're me. Do something, you know, take Josh Allen to some ball holding classes or something, you know, like, I mean, good Send Lord. Send him to the mining camp. Yeah. <laughs> Give them like, those fancy glasses they have that improve your eyesight that you guys, Russ Wilson had. I don't know if you guys ever Seattle. played the the Madden where they did like the mini camp before you that. started your season. I remember that. Or you, you'd like yeah. throw. That's what Josh Allen needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. Well, he played right into the Jets' hands. I mean, the Jets have yeah. amazing secondary and yeah. Josh Allen sees that as a challenge. He's like, he's like, my arm's the best, you know, I'm going to, yeah, I can make this pass. I'm the man. And they talked about it on the broadcast, you know, rather than check down, he'd rather challenge, you know, like a double coverage right down the middle of the field with Stephon yeah. Gibbs, not Gibbs, <laughs> Diggs, Diggs, sorry. Um, and that's Gibbs what they said. He just relies a lot on. Yeah. Stephon sometimes Gibbs. he relies too much on his strong arm and you know, they, there's no way they should have lost that game after Aaron Rodgers went down because the Jets didn't have much on offense. Uh, but, I'm with Patrick. I don't think this is doom and gloom for the season or anything. I mean, I still think they're a solid team. A little bit worried about the run game. Uh, nothing against James Cook, but he's small and yeah. slight. And I don't think Damian Harris really brings that much to the table. Really. So I feel like teams are just going to continue to kind of do what the Jets do or what they did the other night. Uh, make Josh Allen just throw it downfield. Well, I could tell you one See thing. See if he that, can be patient or not. Yeah. Well, I could tell you one thing he uh, did. As far as Josh Allen goes, he went and made Devin Whitehead a lot of money. Three interceptions. I mean, three interceptions tied his career, I think, season best. So um, Quincy Williams, the linebacker, that was all over the place. Oh, uh, Quentin Williams. Well, Quentin Williams, the defensive linebacker. Quincy Williams, the linebacker, was just all over the place. That whole defense was. I didn't even feel like Sauce played that great, but I mean, he he didn't have to. Yeah, no, he didn't. Uh, I mean, when you're you're watching Josh Allen just get systemat- uh, systematically destroyed, I mean, but no no other receiver scares you on that offense other than Diggs. No, and kind of touching back on what uh, Pat said, they didn't really improve anything mm-hmm. uh, as far as like their mm-hmm. offense goes. Yeah, you got Dalton Kincaid, which I a thought lot he of people, looked pretty good. He did look good, and a lot of people considered him the best tight end in this year's draft. But you know, you you look at what you lost, and yeah. I mean, you <clears> know, a lot of key players on defense. Especially on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Terrell Edmonds. I mean, I wish I had Roquan Smith, but hey, I'll take Terrell Edmonds any day too. And I mean, you did bring in Taylor Rapp from uh, the Rams, but I mean, what did he do last night? Nothing. Nope. And when your biggest inspiration story, and this is going to sound really cold hearted, is a guy that, you know, had a cardiac arrest in the middle of a game last year that's sitting inactive on the sideline, I mean, you need to do more. And in some ways, you know, I wonder if that really, you know, with what the way that the season ended last year, because they came out a little flat in the playoffs. Does that really, did that kind of just roll into this season? And a lot of people are wondering that because you look at how much the dolphins improved. You look at how much, uh, the jets definitely improved. I think the dolphins have passed you. And I mean, I I know it's one game, but I, Look at the teams. I well, the they were so close you. last year. I mean, the only reason why the Dolphins didn't do as much as they did last year was because Tua got hurt. Right. And, you know, they added a Hall of Famer in New York. Of course, he ain't going to be there now. 
And, you know. Yeah, if you don't make it to the conference finals this year, there's going to be a lot of uh, unhappy people and no. finger pointing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if it justifies it, but in some ways, I mean, like you talked about, you know, I don't even know if they're like the top team in their division right now. I don't think so. So, I mean, they, they definitely have to improve a lot more than what they did show last, uh, well, Monday night. Uh, definitely need to show more than that. So, sure. All right. Well, they'll, uh, they'll take care of the six pack and we'll be back with the SEC spotlight. Are you ready, Seth? I'm ready. This is the SEC Spotlight. Seth, go ahead and take it. All right, man. So we had a few pretty good games this weekend. Obviously, we already touched touched on the Texas and Alabama game, which was really good game, even though... Was it? Yeah, Texas led <laughs> most of the game, but I still felt like it was really a captivating game. The crowd was just jacked up. You know, it just felt like a huge game. You know, everybody's just prime time. You know, everybody's focused on that one. Uh, so I enjoyed that. But there's also a couple other good games. Ole Miss, I thought they mm-hmm. showed some resolve. Didn't have a great first half. Uh, Tulane obviously missing the starting quarterback. That was tough, you know, which I had no idea that was even happening until game time. Uh, but, you know, Ole Miss got down and came back in the second half and kind of dominated the second half, even with Judkins not really having a good game. Jackson Dart just was throwing darts, mm-hmm. and their defense played better than I expected them to. At Tulane, you know, knocked off a quality top 25 team. So, yeah, credit to Ole Miss. I mean, Kiffin always gets good quarterback play, yes. no matter who he has. So I wasn't shocked at that, but. Uh, one disappointing effort, Texas A&M, who I kind of picked as like a, you know, sleeper in the West. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> it's just one game. Yeah, it's like they can't ever get both things right at the same time. You know, either the offense is lacking or the defense is lacking. And Saturday, the defense was lacking big time. Uh, the offense played okay. Uh, Wagman did did have a couple turnovers, costly turnovers, mm-hmm. and Tyler Van Dyke just played out of his mind. I think he had five touchdown passes, which he's a good player. But last year. I don't know if it's injuries or what. New coaching staff, they just didn't play very well last year. So this is Miami's biggest win in a long time. And that offense, I think, put up 48 points against Texas A&M. I yeah. mean, that's that's terrible. Yeah. So I don't know. Go back to the drawing board. It's not a conference loss, but, man, that's tough for Texas A&M. You know, you had a lot of buzz going on, and all of a sudden you just hit a wall. You finally get back into top 25, and then just like that, boom, yep. you're right back out. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Georgia obviously had a dominating effort. They started slow again, but, you know, they didn't have any problems taking care of business. Uh, Tennessee, speaking of struggling, struggled the entire game, basically. It was just – it was not pretty. I just watched a little bit of it. I mean, the Austin Pay. I mean, that's a huge, huge score hey, right you there. you can't underestimate Austin Pay. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm a little bit worried, you know, going into Florida, which we never play good at Florida, so I'm a little bit worried about that. That cupcake had bite back. <laughs> South Carolina, you know, they struggled in the first quarter against Furman and then turned it on, uh, did okay. But, you know, obviously this weekend we're going to talk about a couple of matchups. But, you know, the QBRs, that's something I always look at. Uh, i trying to pull this up here. So through the first, what, two weeks now? Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, somehow Connor Wagman, even after that game on Saturday, 
which wow. is shocking to me. Uh, you know, 572 yards, seven touchdown passes, and two interceptions. Number two, Jackson Dart, who I thought has played really well the first two games. Last year, I thought he was just good. It looks like he's taking that next step this year. You know, Spencer Sanders transferred in from Oklahoma State. They expected them to kind of battle it out, and Dart clearly won the job. So, you know, Ole Miss is better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, Jalen Monroe, 76.6 QBRs, number three. That's a little bit surprising. Like I said, he did all right in that game other than two throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, you're going to have to be better against the elite teams. Then you got Rattler at number four. They haven't really, you know, their, their running game is non-existent. Defense, mm-hmm. offensive line, but Rattler is the one really bright spot of that team. Uh, you know, a couple good receivers. Jalen, Jalen Daniels, number five. KJ Jefferson, number six. Haven't really played anybody. You know, LSU came back and just beat the crap out of whoever they played. I think it was Grambling. So yeah, it was just Grambling. Destroyed them. Will Rogers, number seven. Brady Cook, number eight. Peyton Thorne, nine. I don't even know how Peyton Thorne's nine after that performance against Cal. Uh, then you got Carson Beck at 10. I don't want to go any farther, but. Carson Beck hasn't really played anybody yet, obviously. I mean, I don't think he's played bad. Was he only had one interception, three touchdown passes? So, you know, we'll find out this weekend against a decent, would you call South Carolina a decent SEC team? I'll say an average team. Yeah, right now. It's definitely a two, four, three, I mean, in the East, but, you know. So, I mean, we talked about the quarterback play just not being stellar so far, but, you know, I think at the top, you got Dart and you got. I mean, I'm not going to discount Jalen Daniels, but, you know, right now, why win Dart at the top? So Surprising. The yeah. uh, the two, I guess, kind of big games this weekend, even though they're not huge games, Tennessee, Florida, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Georgia. What are your thoughts on the on those two games? So we'll, uh, we'll break this down one game at a time. We'll start uh, because, of course, both of y'all have teams that y'all root for in each game, and we'll go ahead and start with Georgia-South Carolina because you kind of already segued into it with talking mm-hmm. about Beck. Uh, right now, the over-under uh, for points is 54.5, which uh, Patrick said in the comment earlier that he thinks that Georgia will probably score that by themselves Ooh, in this game. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Andy said that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, Patrick thought it. He just no, I wish. <laughs> but uh, just to let you know, USC is a tw- uh, 27.5-point dog. In this game, yeah. So sounds about like last year. Um, at Georgia, right? Is it at Georgia, Pat? I believe it is. In my honest opinion, it doesn't matter. I think that uh, Georgia's going to beat the shit out of them. (laughs) I mean, South Carolina always comes to play, though. I mean, they do. Uh, You're looking at me funny, (laughs) but they always do, except for last year. Yeah, Yeah. or the year before. It's, or the year before. No. We, or the year before. <laughs> My question is, is Juice Wells 100%? Because the first two weeks, he has not even been close. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to make a huge difference, but if Juice Wells is healthy, him and Leggett, Rattler, it can at least scare you a little bit. So you say there's a chance. I'm not not a chance of a win, but, you know, just I mean, they're, they're going to throw the ball. I mean. They have we, no choice. Yeah, they have no choice. If they can't run the ball, I mean, they they can't run the ball against Furman. They I'm, can't. Uh, ugh. Yeah. I mean. I'm excited for I would be know, the excited Georgia, too the Georgia, Georgia defense fan. to, <laughs> 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 you know, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think obviously Georgia's going to, you know, kick their butt, but I don't think it's going to be a 54 point game at all. No, I think it's 27 and a half. You think they can cover the 27 and a half, beat them by that much? Four touchdowns? Um, I think they nah, can. I, I mean, I think it's going to be just slightly under that. I think it's going to be like a 38-14 game. 
Okay. I'm going to call that. Ned? I take it. I, I don't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. I'm going to tell you how it is. When you can't run the ball, sometimes it felt like when you played against UNC, you couldn't throw the ball. Your guy got <laughs> fucking blitzed nine times. I mean, he sat there looking at stars. It mm. felt like I was watching a rom-com. Was this the notebook? Yeah, but he still had 300-something yards. And no touchdowns. How do you throw 353 yards and yeah, no touchdowns? Fine, though. He's doing his job, I guess. Put the in, the ball in the end zone. You, you're right. He is doing his job. Put the ball in the receiver's hands. <laughs> well, I mean, put it in their hands and have them running in for the end zone. I mean, come on. Uh, it's, it's bad. I'm going to say it like this. I look at the Georgia offense. Uh, definitely, if you were to put a grade on them, probably B-plus offense. Their, their defense is always going to bring it. We just start out slow way too many times. That would be the only thing that I actually could sit yeah. here and say that would actually hurt you. And, and that's why I give, like, you know, the 24-point deficit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see them scoring that much because they're so slow. Well, I truly think they downgraded offensive coordinator. Nothing against Bobo, but I thought the previous guy did a tremendous mm-hmm. job. The one that went up to Baltimore? Right, right. Yeah, I just hope we haven't seen the whole playbook in the two games. That's possible. I mean, they might be holding back. I hope so. so. I mean, we'll find out Saturday, but I think they can cover that four touchdowns. I think, what would you say, 38-14? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty close. I have like maybe 42-17. Hmm. They're going to put 50 on you now. <laughs> I, mean, I like it. <laughs> Good, I uh, like it. Uh, I, I don't it, – it's just not going to be a close game. Um, when you uh, now granted we got our ass kicked by a Texas a lot of people were like it was a closer game than what it was no it wasn't uh, if if there were there were some plays yeah that would make it closer it's just when it's going to come down to it who's going to execute more and Beck you know yeah you start off slow but you finish fast mm-hmm and, you know, unfortunately for South Carolina, in a lot of cases, I was sitting over here looking at the typing going on over across from me. <laughs> when Furman sits there and scores you, what, 27 points on a team that is supposed to be that much more superior, they don't have a defense. USC mm. does not have a defense. Did Furman no. score 27? 21 or 27. Right. Either way, it's like way 14. too many. No, it was in the 20s. Yeah. But, uh, Maybe 20, right, 21. 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't have that many points scored on you by Furman. All due respect to Furman, but yeah, don't disrespect the Paladins. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> put some respect on that name. They well, they were playing with Jesus that day because uh, Spencer Rattler, he's got to ball his ass off yeah. for them to even have a chance. Juice Wells, like you said, kind of. Needs to be top notch, you know, as far as what he can do and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, we have to see the Rattler from the Tennessee game last year, but unfortunately for him, Georgia's defense is on Tennessee. No, so I mean, I see a straight up just curb stomping about to happen, and I know Pat's being modest over there and Mm-mm. sitting there, and he's like, you know, <laughs> I, I I think it's you know South Carolina plays better. I'm gonna look at it the way that we played Tennessee for 15 straight years, and like we're gonna get you. No, I gotta bring that up. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna play better. Not at all. I just think we're gonna start out too too slow. Hmm. Well, y'all threw up scores. I'm gonna say probably 38-7. Okay, fair enough. I like it. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe 45. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're getting a 40 burger. I could keep going up. Uh, the next game uh, we have is uh, this is a little more down South's territory. Yeah. And, you know, my most beloved <laughs> franchise. Right. Uh, Your second favorite team. Yeah, my second fa- most favorite hated team. Uh, Tennessee, Florida. Over under is at 58.5. I could see this. Mm. Um, I'll take the under on that. <laughs> and uh, you're looking at uh, right now, the Florida Gators are a 6.5 dog. I guess it's because y'all know y'all been playing such powerhouses the first two years that uh, our first two weeks that uh, that's probably why you got to 6.5. What, what's your ideas on this? I, mean, I think it came down probably three or four points after that performance this past weekend against Austin P. I think it came down. Uh, I mean, this used to be the premier game when I was growing up, uh, which was a long time ago. <laughs> But I mean, Florida, Tennessee used to be it. You know, it was three thirty game early in the year, and that basically decided the East. You know, for it felt like forever. Spurrier, Fulmer, right? Uh, but you know, this year I think it's two teams that just haven't found themselves. I mean, obviously Florida, the Utah game. I don't think it was as bad as what people said after that loss. I mean, I, I saw some glimpses of uh, you know some promise from that Florida offense, which their defense didn't play bad in that game. Uh, and this past weekend against McNeese State, I'm not even going to look into that. But Tennessee just they just aren't operating with efficiency like they did last year. The hooker is just so accurate and just has such a feel for that offense. You know, they just had Jalen Hyatt running deep routes mm-hmm. and you had you know Tillman out there early in the season. It just it doesn't feel the same. Right now it just feels discombobulated. I mean, I feel like Tennessee has a solid running game, which Florida does too. So it, I think it's gonna come down to who has the best running game in this one. I don't think uh, Graham Mertz uh, is it Mertz? Yeah, yeah. Mertz, I, Mertz. I don't expect him to light it up or anything, but he did have three yards passing against Utah, and uh, Pearsall. I like Pearsall a lot at receiver, uh, and they have a couple young guys that look promising against Utah. So I think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, I'm still going to go with my my team, uh, even though it's in the swamp. We haven't won there since 2003, mm-hmm. but you know it's going to be really tight, like a three point game is what I see. Um. I'm going with Florida. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Florida. I, I'm not big on t- – I mean, I watched, I mean, probably three quarters of, of the Tennessee game this, this past weekend. Damn, that's more than I watched. And it was it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, a lot of drop passes. A lot. And they're supposed to be the – you know, your, your great receiving core, new mm. guys coming in, supposed to be better than the people last year. It's just I don't see it. And that definitely hasn't been the and case. I was going to say last year at Tennessee, had, they had a stacked yeah. receiving core. Yeah. And it's just. Well, I mean, you hear so much about Melton's arm, and yeah. yet they haven't thrown many deep no. passes. No. So that is kind of worrying. I mean, you, you warm up with a 90 yard throw. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they just can't get on the same page, the receivers and the quarterback. You know, it's always just a little bit behind the guy or a little bit yeah. high. You know, it's catchable balls, but he throws them in there so hard, you know, 100 miles an hour. It just—he's got a cannon. Yeah, he he does. When you run this offense, you have to be efficient. You know, you can't be wild with the ball. I mean, you got to keep the chains moving because otherwise, your defense can be right back out there. You know, three plays later, and they're going to get worn down. So, I I mean, I I I can't question your Florida pick. You know, I just obviously being a homer. Yeah, I barely have Tennessee (laughs) scraping by this one. Uh, they didn't this past weekend. They didn't play like they played Virginia. Oh no! I mean, I thought they looked kind of bad against Virginia in the first half. Yeah, yeah. they just you know they just didn't have any rhythm. It's almost like they hours. went away from from the speed game. They kind of have to, I think. I mean, this offense is just so different. Yeah, 
I mean, I love Jalen Wright at running back. I think he's a stud. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, two, Florida's got two good running backs, ETN and uh, the transfer from, I always forget his name, from Louisiana Tech. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> sorry. Uh, two good running backs. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're looking at Clash of the Titans or anything. I mean, no. I think these two teams are definitely in that mid-tier of the SEC East. With me, it's whatever Florida team shows up. Yeah. It's uh, – you know, I, I kind of want to go with Tennessee, but, you know, Milton, he just has so much accuracy issues. And when you look at Tennessee football right now, they got the running backs. They just don't use them. And, you know, Hooper. Hoople? Hypel. Hypel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to. That's weird. Hypel. <laughs> Hypel. Uh, Runner up for the Hosman, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Was yeah, he really? was. Yeah, when he was at Oklahoma, he oh, was actually wow. a really good uh, quarterback really in college. Good. He's put on about hundred, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't uh, teach her when. To throw. Well, the thing with Hypel is that he wants to throw it. He wants to put fifty up on anyone, mm-hmm. and whenever you sit there and you throw it that much, I mean, it, it's kind of like watching my nephew play Madden. It's frustrating. It's not. It, it, it's good for selling tickets, but in the end, it's going to bite you on the ass yep. because you lose your uh, time of possessions. And when you have a decent running back core like they have now, it ain't it ain't Florida's, no, but it's still pretty damn good. And your defense kind of sucks. Hmm. Uh, That's a bold take. It, I don't think it's that good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's uh. <laughs> It, it's to be desired. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not great, but I think the front seven, you're underestimating. I think the front seven's pretty solid. They'll get after you. Homer. The defensive backs, yeah, I can agree with you there. Well, that, that's the other key is that that kind of plays into your strengths when you bring that up because Florida does not really have a passing game. They are strictly almost a run first uh, offense. But when I say it depends on what team you see come out as far as Florida goes, is it the team that played last week at McNeese State or, you know, that actually looked decent for the most part? Or is it the team that you saw in the first half of the Utah Utes game where they just look like they didn't have a clue? Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida does have a better defense than Tennessee. Yeah, That's mm. not really saying much. And I know uh, you hate hearing that. but <laughs> What are you basing that on there? Uh, scores. The fact that you're... Well, you can't take McNeese State seriously. Can you, can't. you take, can you take Austin P seriously though? No, no. I mean, what was the first game Utah? What, how many did the Utah score on them? Twenty-four to eleven. Okay. I mean, and Utah is not a bad no, team. They're not a bad team. They're. I mean, they did squeak one out this past week, but I mean, they're still a decent team. Well, I mean, the run pass balance. I think last week, thirty-three passes, thirty-two runs. I think that's kind of overstated. Everybody wants to just assume that Hypel throws it a lot more than he runs, and it's not really the case most of the time. If you look at the numbers. Was that uh, against Austin P? Yeah, Austin P. Uh, Did so they score 13 points? Yeah, 228 yards passing, 228 yards rushing. I mean, can that's you, pretty balanced. Can you tell me where Austin P is from? Where, uh, I know it's in Tennessee. It is Tennessee. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Tennessee, Florida, neither one of them are world beaters. So I could go either way in this game. But it, I, I, you got to go with the home side. I have to. You got to. Uh, who's, uh, who's the home team? Florida. Florida. I mean, it's, mm. if. If Mertz comes to play, it's, it's Florida all day. I was going to say. It's that's, Florida all day. Yeah. Well, because it could be. he looked pretty good from my understanding. Know, he looked better really than sad. I expected the first yeah. game. He did have 300 yards passing. But 
I mean, at the same time, you you say it's McNeese State, but also at the same time, I say it's Austin P. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's Don't kind of sad. a push for me. Don't be sad. Seth. It's I'll kind of a push for me, but I mean, I'll be spicy, okay. sad, Seth. <laughs> spicy, sad, Seth. Uh, <laughs> this fun while it lasted last year. Yeah, you know, he's uh, next week. He's going to be cussing us out. Like I told you all. <laughs> <laughs> Told you that the volunteers are going to kick their ass. <laughs> I hope that's the case, but I just don't see it. I don't no. see it it's 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 going to be. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be closer than six point five. I, I agree. Yeah. I do Three think. I always believe in the you know home field advantage and everything like that. And when you sit here and you tell me about the accuracy issues that Milton is having, the fact that they don't really use. I mean, yeah, they bounced out the run, but did they really do that in their first game? It's pretty balanced the first game, and they do have a couple good running backs. Well, they're going to need to use them because they need to hold on to that ball as much as they can because your defense is sus. How yeah. much does Milton run, though? Not a not lot. Not like Hooker. I mean, he's a capable runner, but not a good runner. Maybe that's what they need. Possibly. I mean, you got Nico waiting in the wings, but I don't think he's ready yet. No, nah, yeah. He's but if you look at all the too, quarterbacks, he? uh, he's like 6'5, but he's skinny. Like skinny. Yeah, but you look at all the quarterbacks that Hypel's had in the past, whether it was at Missouri with Drew Locke, uh, Central Florida with Milton and Gabriel mm-hmm. Hooker last year, all accurate quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all able to run pretty well. So I think he's having to adjust, you know, on the fly. I'm going to go 24 27 Florida. Okay. Mm. That's a lot. I'll definitely be the under then. I'm going to agree on the under for sure. He's at 58, right? Yep. Yeah, under. So, all right. I think it's going to, it, it could be lower than that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think that unless Milton all of a sudden starts clicking and he plays the offenses like how Hypel actually designs it, where it's very pass friendly. I mean, we saw it last year, uh, but I mean, it, it really depends on what. I mean, I think there was something bragging where he could throw a hundred and five yard pass. I yeah, mean, I you're throwing out the back of the end zone. I haven't man. seen any Jalen Hollett's out there so far. Yeah. The guy from Oregon was supposed to be that, and so far mm-hmm. he hasn't been. Nothing. Yeah, so we're going to see what happens. Maybe we'll get together this weekend and watch the game. But um, next up, we got our uh, predictions, and uh, we will close it out with that. All right, and we're back. We are now going into uh, our predictions for five NFL games. I need to go ahead and pull that up. And uh, last week we uh, just started this. Uh, right now I am in the lead, so get that. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, three and two. And uh, Pat and Seth are two and three each. Still can't believe I picked the Giants. <laughs> well. I mean, know. it was a good pick before the game. Well. <laughs> Everybody thought it was going to be pretty close. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, in case you didn't hear it, here we go again. <laughs> All right. So the first game that I picked, uh, as far as one that we can actually look at, uh, Colts and Texans. This one's really intriguing because you got two of the top four picks as far as your quarterbacks go. Uh, you got CJ Stroud mm-hmm. on one side, you got Anthony Richardson on the other. Uh, both defenses actually played surprisingly well. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had the Texans that actually pretty much limited Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who a lot of people were sitting there looking at their offense like it's going to be a world beater yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what uh, 
you know, the Jags actually kind of struggled with the Colts, and at one point looked like the yeah. Colts were going to win the game. Yeah, it did. And uh, Anthony Richardson, actually, he was actually a really good surprise. And, you know, I just think that this is one of those games that a lot of people haven't really paid much attention to because, I mean, it is the Colts and Texans. They both kind of sucked last year, and they probably won't do that great this year. But what do you all think? I, I think uh, I think the Colts got it. I, I think they're going to pull out the win hmm. over the Texans. Texans don't really have a great offensive line. No. Even with Jeremy Tunsil? Yeah. He's the only guy on the offensive line. This is a tough one. Uh, I think just because Anthony Richardson last year was so up and down, uh, I know it's a different game, obviously, in the NFL, but you watch him one week and he'd look amazing. The mm-hmm. next week, you'd be like, how's this guy starting quarterback? <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the Texans on this one. I mean, I think it's very close, but I like the Texans. Stroud last week threw about 100 passes. <laughs> I mean, they just Three throwing it all over the place. Uh, yeah. Nico <laughs> Collins, uh, you know, not much. He didn't get any touchdowns, though, did he? No, I mean, they only scored, what, nine points? So, I mean, I the running game didn't do much last week, but I think they have... Like Rattler? I don't know. I feel like they have a little bit more... Going for them. Talent than the Colts. Even though the Colts impressed me last week, I was not expecting a close game with the Jags. So, I'm close one, I got the Texans. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, I do think that Anthony Richardson learned towards the end of the game that maybe he should not run as much as he was. Uh, he got <laughs> lit up. No. It took Cam a year to do it. It took him one game. So, hopefully he learned his lesson. Yeah. Well, I saw him and Lawrence having a conversation after the game and uh, – um, Reading lips correctly, he was telling him, you know, be careful out there. Yeah. Exactly. Look here, young fellow, you're you're two hundred and forty yeah. pounds and that works in college, but in yeah. the pros we hit you like millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like what you brought up. I mean, CJ uh, Stroud was one of my dark horses as far as offensive rookie of the year this year. Uh my and the defense, like I said, played their ass off. But uh I just I still haven't wrote down my pick, so you know what? I'm going to go Texans. Uh, I, 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 it's just one of the I, – I think Anthony Richardson did a really good job. And like you said, uh, you know, he was up and down when he was in Florida. He played very well, though. But there is just nothing. I mean, really consistent. and truthfully, on the Texans and Colts, he's not consistent. But also, there's just nothing other than their quarterbacks right now on either team. Yeah, I like Michael Pittman. I'm glad Pittman – Actually, has somebody that can get him the ball this year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even though it's a screen, well, Josh Downs actually <laughs> did really good. Exactly. I <laughs> think what he can get after Matt Ryan. <laughs> it was like watching the Bears. Uh, you know, QB draw, QB draw, screen. You know, so diverse. Uh, next game I got coming up is the Packers and Falcons. Now both are vastly improved from last year. Uh, kind of like crazy what what it looks like as far as mm-hmm. the falcons go uh algier did really well this this game this past week mm-hmm. i mean surprised really a lot of people uh jean robinson of course will still start uh riddler just does not ho- know how to throw to the right person <laughs> uh i don't know if he knows how to throw a period <laughs> but uh the packers actually surprised a lot of people last year uh well last week and you know just dismantled the bears uh to put it nicely but um you know, as far as like that goes, Jordan Love had a coming out party. Uh, Aaron Roger, uh, Aaron Jones will not 
probably be I don't, I don't know what his status is, but they got. I mean, they got AJ Dillon yeah. in the backfield. They got good young receivers. I think Christian Rodson will be back this week. Mm-hmm. You know, look, uh, Luke uh, Musgrave seemed to be developing good chemistry. Yeah, with they look pretty good. Uh, both defenses played very well. Uh, so you got the Packers and Falcons. Who you think? I like the Pack in this one. Uh, I'm not always a homer. <laughs> uh, just I like the balance the the Packers have versus what the Falcons have. You know, the, obviously the Falcons can run the ball. But until Ritter shows me he can throw it efficiently, I just like the uh, the balance the Packers have better. And mm-hmm. like you said, two improved defenses. Uh, I think they're pretty even there. Uh, but I like the uh, I like the Falcons' defense a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I can give you that. I don't know. I just I like Jordan Love better than I like Ritter at this point. Yeah, I think a lot of people. That's would easy. Do that. Yeah, it's easy. Um, before I get in my pick, I'm going to say congratulations, Seth. For starting one and zero oh. oh. since well, 2017, is it really the your Falcons? Wow! Yep. Nice. I didn't even know that. Also, one and zero. Oh. Also, congratulations on being one and zero oh this season in fantasy football. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's, I mean, that's a huge deal. Already <laughs> matched your last season's uh, win total. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. It's a great weekend for me. Yeah, you had what the highest points? I think I did. Yeah. yeah, thanks yeah. to the Jets defense. Yeah. Appreciate that. There you go. No, but, uh, regardless, I'm going back. Got to be the Packers, no, even though I like Bajon and, and Algier. I do too, but mm, I, I just have to go with the Packers too, yeah. strictly because of how great their quarterback play. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, I mean teams are definitely going to start stacking the one and making Ritter prove it. I mean, I think Drake London had zero catches, zero maybe? catches. Yeah, zero. Kyle Pitts had like, what two catches? Yeah, it just wasn't pretty for the receivers no. for sure. No, I watched it in heartache. So I think now, Matt Collins. Matt Collins actually led the team in receptions, I believe. Wow. The free agent with two, from Oakland, yeah, with two, wow, <laughs> two receptions. So we're setting football. We're setting football back to the seventies. Seventies, <laughs> more like the thirties. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next game is uh, another two uh, game uh, teams that actually surprised each other. Both of these teams play uh, scored one uh, thirty point games. Uh, one against your dark horse Seahawks, and the other one against a lot of people's surprise pick to make the playoffs, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we are talking about the 49ers and Rams, mm-hmm. folks. Uh, 49ers just, with Purdy back there, I mean, that yeah. offense just looks sickening. And when you have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, he just adds another level to him. Ayuk had a little bit of, I wouldn't say a coming out party. I knew he could do what he did, yeah, right. but he did it pretty well. The 49ers just look like the, the most complete team in the NFL right now. Yeah, they look great. Their defense. I picked them instead of the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Their but, defense, their offense, it's just it's ridiculous. It's good. Good for them. But the Rams also, uh, their defense is actually pretty good too. Yeah. I mean, Stafford had a really good uh, get an outing last yeah, week. Props and, to Stafford. I mean, I thought he was pretty much done, but played great. Well, not only that, props to the two rookie receivers that they brought out. They yeah. both had 119 yards apiece, and, you mm-hmm. know, it just it looked like a really good – I mean, one was a second-round pick, one was a fifth-round pick, and they both well, they balled out. Yeah. So, And the running game, I mean, eh. But at the same time, you know, you put 30 points on a team that, you know, like we just said – you had picked as a dark horse. We, mm-hmm. I think, all three of us picked them to be playoff contenders, and you, they just basically ran them out the building. Sounds right. like you're going with the 49ers, If I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm trying to talk up the other team a little bit too. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I'm going to definitely go with the 49ers. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's it's too hard to go against 49ers after that performance last weekend. I mean, Purdy, you know, a lot of people were doubting him after the injury and then seeing him in preseason look a little bit rusty. But I mean, there's too many weapons. And with that defense, Mm -hmm. I don't think he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, I don't think the Rams can keep up, especially without Cup. Oh yeah, no. I know the receivers played well last week, but it's gonna be a different animal. Shit, even with Cup, yeah. I mean, dude's been sitting over there. One thing you can say about the Rams, What's he gonna is do? McVay can coach. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. He's a little cocky, but the guy can coach. Well, when you know what I was gonna say about Cup is, I mean, is he gonna be able to crutch that four four forty that he had? I mean, <laughs> well, he's still missing what three more games minimum, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna miss more than that, but but yeah, I feel I'm. Happy for Stafford because I think it was a really, really tough, long year for him last year. And, you know, yeah. his wife always running her mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel, feel good for him. No comment. <laughs> the guy's still, what, only 35, 36? Yeah. yeah God, it just feels like, like he's been around forever. Yeah. Oh, he has. All he the kinda, hype from, from Georgia in like 2008. He kind of came and went with Calvin Johnson. And it feels like Calvin yeah. Johnson's been retired for yeah, no, yeah. a decade. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next one up, uh, these two teams met last year in the playoffs. Uh, we're talking about the Chiefs and Jags, and Jags actually took the Chiefs to basically to the brink, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, it was actually a really good game, a lot better than I thought it would. This week is a lot different because Chiefs are starting off with a loss, with a, the shocker heard around the world uh, yeah. against Detroit. And uh, they will be getting Kelsey back, which we already talked about that. Their receiving core will probably rebound from what they had. And they also get in Chris Jones, their defensive leader from last season back as well. So uh, their defensive play will probably be a little bit better. Uh, the Jags, uh, their defense played high. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, they for the first half of the game, they played really well. Uh, I think that they, they had spurts in the second half. Yeah. Um to the point where it looked like Indiana or Indianapolis was going to make a chance to actually win that game. But Jags offense, you know, especially with Calvin Ridley out there, I mean, that just adds a different element right there in my eyes. I'm about to say, which offense do you like better at this point? Right now, uh, Jags. And that's, I mean, I hate to say it even with Kelsey because you yeah. look at Evan Ingram, you look at Kristen Kirk, you got de- uh, decent running backs. I mean, Tank Bisbee wasn't exactly a world beater, but ETN can bust it out at any time. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bigsby had a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so did ETN, and it was a 33-yarder. Yeah. Bigsby doesn't yeah, have quite that breakaway speed. ETN looked pretty good on that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, it comes down to quarterbacks. Of course, that edge will always go to what the Chiefs have. But uh, Lawrence is no slouch. Mm-mm. No. And, I mean, looking at what happened last week, do you think the Chiefs rebound or do you think that the Jags will actually continue their momentum because they tend to be kind of a streaky team where they'll win like three, four games and then they'll lose one or two? I think the, I think the Chiefs rebound. I mean, I, I like the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is already midseason form. He just looked fantastic. Thursday night, I think their receivers kind of hit the hands machine, you know, mm-hmm. and they they catch the ball last Thursday was a different game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Chiefs, and I like I like from what I seen from Thursday, I like the Jags' offense better. I agree, mm-hmm. but I think 
felt more complete. Yeah, I think the Chiefs get it done. I think I'm going to go with the Jags just because they're at home. I think it's a really close game, but I like the running game better for the Jags. Uh, As a whole, I like the receiving core better, even if you throw in Mm -hmm. Kelsey and include Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Uh, But defense, obviously, the Jags didn't impress too much with the first game against the Colts. I don't think anybody expected the Colts to look that good. So I think just home field advantage, I'm going to go with the Jags on this one. I'm going to go with the Jags simply because last year they they didn't have as much talent as what they got right now, and they were able to do what they did last week. I think that the Chiefs will be, in a lot of ways, will rebound from mm-hmm. what happened. But also at the same time, you know, I like I said earlier, I do figure in home field advantage, and I think that there's a good bit of momentum because they – you know, they, they look like they were going to lose the game, but then they turned around and they actually won it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could look at it both ways. And another thing is, you know, Chris Jones has not really practiced at all. I mean, defensive tackle, you typically don't have to practice that much whenever you get in, but it's still a position. Yeah, well, they ease him back into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Probably be on a pitch count type of thing. Yeah, and, I mean, they they lost a few players on defense, too. I mean, they lost one of their standouts in the secondary uh, as far as Juan Thornhill, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to affect him a little bit. So right now, uh, I'm going to say the Jags. Yeah, another thing you mentioned earlier, it can't be overstated enough, is the new offensive tackles. I definitely think they took a step back offensive tackle. So if last week is any sign of things to come, you know, Mahomes was under constant duress. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Jags have a pretty good defensive line. Maybe not a great secondary, but they might get after him. I think he plays better. When he's on the run, oh, he plays great no matter what. Yeah, especially when he goes on bootlegs. Yeah, but uh, so the last game that I got for us to actually talk about is the Brown Steelers. Now, the main reason why is this is a big rivalry. Yeah, and that is it's it's just one of those deals. You know, we did talk about Deshaun Watson didn't really impress any of us this past uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Chubb did impress me quite a bit this past week, but the most impressive thing as far as the Browns goes was their defense. Yeah. In fact, shout out to Cody, um, our boy over there in Japan right now. Uh, he actually texted me up after we did this uh, show last week and asked me what games he should actually watch mm-hmm. that were actually exciting. So, uh, shout out to you, bud. Hope you and Ariel are doing well. And, yeah, he needs uh, to interact more often on the site. Yeah, yeah. yeah you need Long to Cody. step up. Don't be a scrub. <laughs> I don't care what time it is over there. Yeah, exactly. You're waking up right now, but you know what? Do the business. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> so, uh, Browns, uh, like I said, their defense vastly improved. In fact, the guy that I just talked about, Thornhill, went over there mm-hmm. to solidify their already a solid secondary. Um, Steelers are kind of wheeling after what just happened to them. A lot of uh, there was a lot of hype. Uh, if there was a team that actually had as much hype as what the Bears had this season, I would say probably the Steelers. Uh, Pickett and Pickens, and mm-hmm. you know. Najee. Najee. You have Allen Robinson was brought in a little late, but still it's Allen Robinson. Yeah. A lot of high high draft picks on that defense. Ton of high draft picks. But, I mean, for the most part, you you would expect a little bit more fight than what they actually put up with San Francisco. Um, They just ran into a freaking buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people – you know, San Francisco definitely uh, made me wonder about what my uh, my Super Bowl pick was, but we'll see what happens. And 
you know, 25 weeks. But, uh, you know, as far as Steelers go, their defense is still top notch. Uh, they, they're going to be able to uh, put pressure on Deshaun. And if Deshaun plays like shit, like he did this past <laughs> week, over with. Uh, it's just one of those deals that I, I don't know. But what do y'all think? I'm going to go Browns. I'm going to go Browns. Is it because I, I'm of not, Cody? No, no, it's not because of Cody. <laughs> I love you, Cody, but I, I just don't think that. Call it Chubb. Yeah. No, I, Chubbing for Cody? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The, the Steelers just aren't doing it for me with Kenny Pickett, and I'm not, I'm not big on Najee Harris. I love George Pickens. Obviously, he's a Georgia boy, but mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's ridiculous. And Deontay Johnson, I like Deontay Johnson. He's out this week, I believe. Is he? Yeah, two weeks, I think. Yeah, with the injury. <sighs> so, yeah, and, uh, I'm going with the Browns. Hmm. Where's this game out? It's at Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Oh man. Well, was it wasn't the San Francisco uh, game? Uh, was that at Pittsburgh too? Uh, I believe <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I just I think Mike Tomlin gets them fired up this week and put some boots to some asses. Yeah, uh, you know the practice was not fun this week for sure. Um, I see <sighs> spreads two and a half. Yeah, I, I see the Steelers pulling it off. I don't know why. I mean, quarterback play isn't really strong with either one of them right now. God, I don't know. I might regret this, <laughs> but I, I just think the Steelers defense is gonna play a lot better. And I, so. I don't think the Browns have a ton of weapons other than Chubb. Uh, Cooper is okay. I mean, he's decent. And what is it? Um, Eddie, I can't think of his name. From came over from the Jets. Played decent last week. Eddie Moore. Elijah, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah, no, oh, he, he, he actually did. did very good. Yeah, he did. Oh, you're thinking of his brother. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Eddie Moore. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to take the Steelers because I was high on them going into the season. I'm not going to throw them under the bus every one week, even though they look bad. Yeah, I just. I like the Steelers. I don't like them, but I'm going with them. <laughs> so uh, last pick, I did go with what you said and everything, but this pick, I have to agree with Pat. I just don't. After watching what happened, yeah, <laughs> uh, it it's not really the quarterback play that I think it's going to be that this is going to really set up with. I think it's going to be what defense, which defense sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miles Gay- Garrett has a running mate now. Yeah, he does. He's got a couple, in fact. Mm-hmm. And that front seven, as far as like what Cleveland had was a weak point last year. Besides Garrett, is now strength. And their secondary was already good. Picking uh, Pickett, I think he's vastly improved from what he was. I mean, during the off season or during the preseason, he played really well. But it's the preseason. I can use use his legs more. I thought last year when he played well, uh, when they won, what was it, six out of seven down the stretch, I thought he was really effective as a runner. I mean, I always remember his play at Pittsburgh where he faked the yeah. slot and then just kept going. Oh, I wouldn't have his ass up every single time after that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, He uh, got away with that one. Yeah, I mean. No, there, there is I'm, one thing to say about the Steelers, like you kind of said. I mean, they do have Micah Fitzpatrick, and, you know, T.J. Watt now has a running mate that is uh, Highsmith on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't yeah. know how the defense played that bad. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of that game. I mean, obviously, San Francisco's good, but I was not expecting that. I don't think they do that two weeks in a row. No. It makes me wonder how much do they miss Sutton. Because he went to Detroit, and he kind of had to 
you know, the primary receiver and everything yeah. like that. And Patrick Peterson is not Patrick Peterson from Arizona. No. Patrick Peterson isn't the guy that they had in Minnesota. And he Pat- didn't do bad. He didn't do bad, but, but he's, he's 34. Not, yeah, he's, not, he's not definitely not what he well, wanted. Let's throw Joey Porter in there. I mean, why is that guy not starting yet? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I need yeah. to be able to win that one too. Yeah, <laughs> I do agree with Patrick. Uh, Najee Harris, uh, I've had him a couple times in fantasy, and he's just. Do he's just yeah he's just and then you also have one there now too he just never makes it seems like he never makes any big explosive plays yeah at all no Uh, steady he used to yeah fuck he used to but I don't know maybe Alabama just ran him in the ground you know that first year in Pittsburgh where he has so many carries maybe he just doesn't have much tread left on the tires I mean. Well, he was pretty much it when he maybe need to throw Mitch Trubisky in there that's the that's the answer ooh (laughs) yeah. He was dancing in Chicago too. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. I just think this is a a huge game for the Steelers. I just think they're going to rise up at home. Tomlin is just going to have possible playing on fire with hair on fire. It's going to be a close game. I feel like. Oh, it's going to be. If anything, I could say it's going to be a hard. These games in NFL. I mean, I picked I think eight games, uh, and I got seven of them actually. But they're just so tight. You know, like Mm -hmm. you look at. Well, you got two last week on us. I don't know why I don't pick good with y'all, but I pick good on the on my little bed in sight. But yeah, I mean, looking at the spreads last week, some of them looked so easy, but they turned out to be such close games. You know, mm-hmm. just NFL, that's the way the NFL is. The talent is so. Well, it's even. like you know, you look at the Panthers and Saints. Also, I mean, you got two good defense. Well, Panthers have a really good defense, but I mean, what do you do? Uh, the the mm-hmm. parity in the NFL, it's just so hard. Don't but, throw interceptions. Yeah, right don't. Yeah. yeah. Josh Allen. Uh but no, Browns. So uh before we actually end this and everything, there are a couple of other shout outs that we wanna kinda throw out there. Uh one is uh David Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh mainly because, bro, you did exactly what we want people to do with the group page. We want you to actually communicate with us. Interact. Appreciate that, David. And you know, when you know, we weren't all it might have felt like we jumped on you a little bit, but trust me, we just enjoy, especially talking about football. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what we, all three of us really know. And, uh, we just want to say thanks, you know, shout out to you for actually doing what we want people to actually do. Yep. The Goop Bridge. Uh, another shout out is out to Shirley Wolf. She just actually joined us, but one of the things that she did is, she uh she trumped us up a little bit. She uh broke out her uh, booga horn and just basically was like, "Hey, you know, come check out these guys. You know, we do this podcast and everything like that. Just listen to them. That's we awesome. and we have, you know, she loves it. You yeah, know, thank you. So, thank you, Shirley. I uh, hope everything is good out there. It's the K over on Lays Island and uh, uh just you know, beautiful country out there. Yeah, it is God's country. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, and for everyone else, you know, if you want to talk to us, please, by all means, just give us a shout out and we'll uh, we'll definitely communicate with you. Uh, We love sports. We love sports. I love I mean, obviously, I like it spicy sometimes, but I love disagreeing and, you know, not everybody agreeing on something. Mm -hmm. Well, we definitely do not agree with each other's favorite (laughs) college teams. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) So there's only one dominant team in this room. Georgia. (laughs) Uh, right now, you're I mean, right. yeah, <laughs> can't argue with that. Well, we can't all play UT Martin, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that pretty much does it with me, guys. Y'all want to, y'all got anything else? No, I mean, just 
looking forward to the game tomorrow. Who we yeah. got? Uh, God, slipping my mind. We got the Chiefs tomorrow. No, no that's the first. No, season. Minnesota. And help Is me it, out here. Oh, oh, Eagles, yeah. Eagles, Minnesota, and the Eagles tomorrow you're, night. Looking forward to that. You're looking forward to a bloodbath. Well, I mean, I think it'll be a fairly <laughs> close game. The Eagles didn't impress me that much the first week. So, I'm going with, uh, but neither did the Vikings. Definitely go with the Eagles. I'm definitely one. going to go with the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they're the more talented team, but I think the Patriots kind of show some flaws with the Eagles. You know, they're not as indestructible as we thought going into the season. So yeah. crazy thing about what you just said, they said that uh, right now the highest-rated quarterback in the NFC right now, uh, I guess this is – I don't know about last week, but they said Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the NFC. And it was just one of those things that I was like – Please. Oh, yeah. God. You like that. You, <laughs> you like, like that. that. Oh, By far the best ever. <laughs> yeah. When is Kirk Cousins going to win a playoff game? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. No, did he win one with uh, Washington? I don't think so. Huh. I don't know. Anyway, folks, uh, that pretty much does it for this episode. Uh, Thanks, we, everybody. Yeah, thank thank you. you, guys. And we'll yell at y'all later. See you next week. See ya.